0: Thank you, worship team. Can you hear me? I think I have it on, right? Okay. Oh, we hear you. You hear me. I'll make sure you hear me, Nate. It's good to see everybody in God's house this morning. It's uh, not as much flannel as last week, but I think we're getting acclimated a little bit, right? Kyle's got stripes in, so he cut it in half. There's a lot of things that uh, we always want to tell you about that's going on every week, special things that happen. Um, So I've got a whole list. If I lost this, I think I would... uh, I'm not sure what I would do. But each Tuesday, uh, we have a lady study at 10 a.m. here at the church. We also have a men's and a lady study each Wednesday at 6.30 here. Um, So we encourage you to come and do that. We're studying Hebrews in one and Ephesians in the other. Um, Franklin, when do we take the break for two weeks? In two weeks. Okay, because we're taking a two-week break, and then we're going to do an, an Advent series, um, but want to let you know about that. <clears throat> Some things that are coming up more immediate, this coming Saturday is a men's breakfast, 9 a.m. here at the church. Um, bring your appetite. Nate, anything else on that? Nope? There you go. <laughs> here, 9 a.m. Saturday. That's easy. I like that. Uh, a few things that are coming up in November, it seems like a long time away, but that's actually Tuesday. Um We have a Thanksgiving potluck the Sunday before Thanksgiving. Uh, That'll be, we're going to probably have a sign-up sheet so we don't have 85 salads and like nothing else, right? But we'll probably have a few people do maybe like a turkey or a ham or whatever. So if you'd like to volunteer to do that, um, let me know. Also on the 20th of November is the last day for Operation Christmas Child to bring uh, the shoeboxes in. If you're not familiar with that, we do have some um, how to pack a shoe box brochures out on the table in the front. And uh, we'll probably show a video about that next week. But um, that's coming up pretty quick. Uh, like I've said before, this is how we can uh, share Christmas with kids overseas that may not have anything other than that shoe box. And we also wanna do something for kids who, who need locally. So we're partnering with the County Christmas Bureau Um, we'll be bringing new unwrapped toys um, any age or whatever they even take new bikes if you want to get a new bike Um, but they don't do used toys or used bikes Um, they used to do used bikes but not anymore but if you'd like to bring any of that um, that's usually around the beginning of December is their their cutoff Um, but um, I wanted to share that with you as well let's see Uh, you can always if you miss a Sunday you can always catch our um our service from the the prayer time through the end on our facebook page or on uh, youtube Uh, you can also follow our podcast on you know any podcast app just so that you can uh you know feel connected if you're not able to be here on a given day uh let's see we also appreciate your faithful giving we can't do what we do here without your giving um, I know when I say that, it's always a reminder for somebody, but you can, um, you can drop a check in the drop boxes at either of the exits, or you can text an amount to 84321. Yeah, I got that right. Um, and we appreciate that. We also support overseas uh, missions, missionaries. Uh, we support three families that are serving in different parts of the world that we don't talk about when we're live streaming. But um, we support them every year. So you can designate missions on in your giving and and that'll go towards the, the missions budget that we do as well. Uh, let's see, so today our speaker is Judy Priebus and Judy's spoken for us before. Uh, we're glad to have her and her family here with us. Um, we have somebody speaking every week, as you know, until we find a pastor, um, um, a full-time or a full-time part-time. Um, and there is no update on that. It's still an ongoing process where not many people are looking to move you know, this time of year. So we're, we're still working, and our district superintendent's working behind the scenes to help do all of that. And he'll actually be speaking with us next week. So I encourage you to come for that. Um, so before Judy comes up, we've got a scripture reading. Jessica, thank you.
1: I am reading from the New International Version, Luke chapter 19, verse 1 through 10, Zacchaeus the tax collector. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but being a short man, he could not because of the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. Today, salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost.
2: God is good, isn't he? God is good. Again, it is good to be here this morning. And again, we have a number of friends here with us and we're glad that you joined us today. As before we open the word, let us have prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for your love for us. Thank you that you do seek and save those who are lost. Thank you for what you have done in our hearts and in our lives. We pray that you would speak to our hearts today in Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. I'd appreciate prayer as I share from God's word, fall allergies are really nasty this year, so bear with me. But I wanna begin, Jessica read the scripture and I thank her for that. But I wanna ask a question, have you ever gotten lost? Really lost? Hopelessly lost. You know, some people are directionally challenged, very directionally challenged. They get lost very easily. Our daughter-in-law said of her husband that he gets lost as soon as he hits the end of the driveway. Uh, I I know where he gets that from, and I, I won't embarrass anybody here. But then there are people who have an absolutely amazing sense of direction. My son, Brandon, I can take him out, put him out in the middle of nowhere, and he'll know exactly where he is. He was born with it. He was born with it. I have gotten a lost a few times, but I'll be honest with you, I am more apt to lose objects, put them someplace and go back. And it's like, I put it, I put it right there. But there have been a couple of times when we got lost, and I'm going to share just one of those today. A number of years ago, Rudy and Brandon and I went down to help my brother Tom with some projects around his house. Now, Tom is a computer programmer, works for the government. His expertise is computers. Don't put a broken vacuum cleaner in front of him. Don't put a leaky faucet in front of him or a broken, lawnmower is beyond his realm, but Rudy and Brandon are really good fix-it-uppers, and so we went down to help him, spent the day there. When we got ready to leave, Rudy said, you know, I want to take Brandon over to show him where I grew up. He lived five minutes away. Tom lives in Scotia. Rudy grew up in Mayfair. He said, I want to take him over there to show him where I grew up, Well, instead of trusting his instincts and his gut, he followed my sister-in-law and my brother's directions. We got hopelessly lost. (laughs) Hopelessly lost. Finally, he stopped at a gas station and said, I'll ask for directions, fill up with gas, ask for directions. And amazingly, the guy at the next pump was from Malone. And he got talking to him, and he said, yeah, I know where to go, how to get you back to the north way. And he started giving Rudy directions, and Rudy looked totally lost. And finally, the guy said, forget it. I'm headed that way. Follow me, and I'll take you there. When I get to your turn, I'll stick my arm out the window, and you just go that direction. He led, we followed, took us right to I-87, and we were on our way back home. Amazing. And I'm thinking, you know, wouldn't it be nice to have somebody who would guide us when we're lost? To help us when we can't find our way. Worse, worse than being physically lost is being spiritually lost. Think about that for a moment. Worse than being physically lost is being spiritually lost. Our scripture takes us to Jericho. There was a crowd wanting to see Jesus. And there was a man who was desperate to see Jesus. Don't know if he had seen the excitement of the crowd. Don't know if he had heard about the miracles about Jesus' teachings. He wanted to see Jesus. But he was having a hard time because he was short and he couldn't see over the crowd, probably standing behind my son. (laughs) And he tried everything, moved around, tried everything. Finally, out of desperation, he climbed up a tree, a sycamore fig tree. I love what happened next. Jesus came to that tree, went over to that tree and called out, Zacchaeus, come on down. I must spend the day at your house. I don't know how he knew Zacchaeus' name, but he did. But I must spend the day at your house. What do we know about Zacchaeus? Well, we know he was short. (laughs) We know he was a tax collector. (coughs) We know he was wealthy. But Jesus saw more than a short man. He saw more than a tax collector. He saw more than somebody who had cheated the people. What did he see? He saw a hungry heart, didn't he? He saw a hungry heart. Wow, isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? He saw a hungry heart. He saw somebody that needed Jesus. He called him, come on down. How did the crowds feel about that? They were kind of irate, weren't they? They were kind of irate. This man is going to go to the house and eat at the house of a sinner? This man is going there? Why? 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 Had you ever looked around you at church and said, why are they here? How does Jesus love them? Why does Jesus love them? But Jesus saw something more than just a tax collector. He saw something more. And what did he do? He welcomed Zacchaeus. He showed love. He showed compassion. He showed grace. The crowd missed that, didn't they? The crowd missed that. They missed that, but not Zacchaeus. In fact, what do we see here? Jesus welcomed him. But in the process, Zacchaeus' heart was very touched, very touched, admitted that, yeah, I'd probably wronged some people, admitted that I need to make restitution, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) admitted that. And what did Jesus do? He praised him. He praised him. He said, today, this very day, this very hour, salvation has come to this man. Salvation has come to this man. What about the rest in the crowd? We don't know, do we? But Jesus saw a hungry heart. He saw a hungry soul, and he reached out to him. Where are you at today? Where are you at? Are you like Zacchaeus that has had a personal encounter with Jesus Christ? Are you like Zacchaeus who has found mercy and grace and love and acceptance? Are you still struggling in the midst of your sin? Are you still struggling being an outcast, being rejected? I'm gonna say something. People are cruel. People are very cruel, aren't they? How many of you here have ever felt like an outcast? I have. How many have ever felt rejected? I have. I think we all have. I shared this question at a Bible study on Tuesday at a recovery center, and one woman just broke down in tears. And she said, I always felt like an outcast. I always felt rejected until I came here and found Jesus. There's some good news here for you, isn't there? And I, I, this hit me the other morning when I was taking a shower. And things hit me either when I'm sleeping or when I'm taking a shower. But what really hit me is, you know what? I don't have to climb a tree to meet Jesus. I don't have to climb a tree to find him. I don't have to do something outrageous to uh, be accepted by him. I just need to accept his invitation and come. Isn't that wonderful? And that's exactly what I did many, 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 many years ago. Back in 1977, I, I remember God speaking to my heart one Sunday morning. I'd open my Bible, my, no, it was my great-grandmother's little New Testament. It was old, probably kind of falling apart. And I said, Lord, I, I am at a very difficult point in my life. I'm a teenager. I don't know what to do in my life where I'm headed. What do you have for me? And I opened that up, and it was just like he put his finger on Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Go ye therefore into all the world and preach the gospel to all the nations. And I'm looking at that, waiting for our pastor to come pick us up for Sunday school, looking at that and saying, I don't even know Jesus yet as my Savior. How can I go and preach? Well, later that summer, one of our friends took me to the Wesleyan Bible Camp. it It wasn't called that at that point, but the camp meeting service, Reverend Norman Wilson was preaching, and the Lord spoke to my heart and drew me. You know what? Jesus saw Zacchaeus up in that tree. He went to Zacchaeus in that tree. He went to me in that camp meeting service, changed my heart forever, changed the direction of my heart forever. That doesn't mean I haven't struggled. That doesn't mean my life hasn't had its ups and downs. It has. But what a difference that encounter with Jesus Christ made. What a difference that encounter for Zacchaeus with Jesus that day made. Luke 19, 9 and 10, it says, Today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save what was lost. Wow. This morning we are going to share in communion together. We are going to share in communion together. And I'm going to ask the worship team to come forward here and get ready for our song. Some of you have had that encounter with Jesus. And as we share together in communion, you have a wonderful reason to celebrate, don't you? You've met Jesus. He has changed your heart. He's forgiven your sins. He's given you new life. You have reason to celebrate. He invites you to come to his table with joy and celebration. But some of you may be like Zacchaeus, seeking, lost, still in your sins, having a load of regret over things that you have done. Today is that day that he gives you that opportunity for a one-on-one encounter with him. He invites you to come to the table and find new life in him. And I know when we think of communion, we always think of it in terms of those of us who have found Christ and know him. But I'm going to tell you, it can also be a turning point in your life. My grandfather, many, many years ago, went to church service, went to the communion table, and I don't know what happened there. All I know is he came home a new man. He threw away the things that he had been addicted to, literally threw them away. His attitude changed, his language changed, his whole life changed, all because he met Jesus at that communion table. So today, Today is a day to celebrate. Today is a day to seek him. Today is a day to let him work. And like I said, you don't have to climb a tree to find Jesus. He's here. And he wants to minister to us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the compassionate heart of Jesus. Thank you that he saw Zacchaeus in that tree. He not only saw Zacchaeus, he knew his name. He knew his heart. He knew what he needed. And he reached out to him in love and compassion, extending his grace to him. Lord, thank you for your grace. And many of us here, if not all of us here, have accepted that and we rejoice and we celebrate today we celebrate that we can share in communion together remembering not just an encounter but remembering what jesus did for us on the cross but for those who may not have taken that step heavenly father we pray that you would speak to hearts draw them to yourself that everybody who leaves this place today will leave knowing you as their Savior and Lord. Be with us in these moments, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. As a worship team leads us in our song, we've got the communion elements here. I would encourage you to come forward, take, um, it's got the wafer and it's got the juice. Come and take one, take it back to your seat, and then we'll share in communion together when we're done the song, and I will give you further instructions then. You may come.